Investor Schooling is an education company located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Investor Schooling, the principals or their employees, are not licensed by any regulatory institution. Phil Falcone and Larry Steinhaus are not registered reps of any investment firm, nor do they sell any securities. Their advice is based on their experiences and the experiences of their students. They are not attorneys or accountants, and before using any of their advice, they suggest you check with your legal or tax professionals. To find out more, go to www.investorschooling.com. This show is previously recorded. Now, let's welcome Larry Steinhaus and Phil Falcone, your hosts for Investor Schooling Live. Good afternoon and welcome to Investor Schooling Live. Coming to you from Investor Schooling Headquarters. I'm Phil Falcone here with my business partner, Larry Steinhaus. We are the founders of Investor Schooling. Get ready to learn real estate investing and stock option trading. You can call us anytime during our show as we're a live show at 855-939-1137. That's 855-939-1137. That's right. We're a live program. So you can call us anytime during the show and we'll take your calls. Don't worry about what we're talking about because we love to take people's calls. Investor Schooling is located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, serving the Philadelphia area in a real brick and mortar building. That means we don't go to a hotel and then fly out that weekend after we're done. Learn this business, the business of real estate investing and stock option trading from people who live it every day. So what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, we're going to be talking about how I bought a $2.1 million building with uh, $10,000 in the bank. We're going to be talking about the change in extra properties that you can put on the back of your, say, in your back lawn. Okay, like Boxable, like Studio Shed, like Nestron, which is a new company I just became aware of. We're going to be talking about these smaller kind of houses that you can pop in your backyard. It, you can make it into a mother-in-law suite. You can make it into an office that you work in or something else that could be a lot of fun. Wait, so, i, I got to ask you a question, though. Sure. So those Boxables, right? So the person who, who puts them together, do they have to be part of the union? I don't, I'm really not up on the union rules about building sheds. <laughs> My guess would be no. Uh, I just wanted to know. And unless you wanted to pay like three times the actual labor rate, I'd say you probably don't want to do it. Yeah, so you probably, we probably don't need union workers to do boxables? I don't think I would uh, consider using a union for anything. And if you, uh, if you are building a big building... They come with their giant inflatable rat. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I did. I, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just on the road to yeah. investor schooling recently. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I know they're just giant rats in front of our school because, you know, you and I, we're not exactly union aficionados. Well, uh, have you seen the giant rat that was just out the other day? No, no. I, I see them all the time, but yeah. I have not yet. Okay. They, 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 were, they were complaining because cause the builder of the building... Hired someone who might cost less? Yeah. That's, that's rough. That's basically it. Yeah, that's rough. But, you know, hey, I, I get Rem it. Remember the uh, building I was buying on Street Road? Yeah. The one I wrote about? Yeah. Right? I had I had a visit from some union guys uh, to that building. Really? Mm-hmm. And what, oh, can you discuss it? Yeah. I mean, it was a very short conversation. I said, no, get the, get out of here. And, okay. All right. No, that was know. pretty much the end of it. Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. I got it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I just was listening to the show before us, and it was just interesting. I, you know, very different thoughts than, right. than well, our thoughts. Well, why don't we talk about the show that we're actually on, this show? 
But there is another union that I want to talk about. The yeah. National Association of Realtors. Okay. They act like unions for our for, for the real estate agents. And they disappoint us over and over again. And I, I don't know if you if, if uh, building unions disappoint us the way the National Association of Realtors disappoint us, but still, it's pretty bad. Well, uh, if you're referring to, say, the Bucks County Association of Realtors, yeah, you, uh, you were totally against leaving them initially until you finally came to your senses and listened to me. Well, you were right in everything you said when you said that the Association of Realtors needs to, uh, you know, they need to stop extorting real estate agents and stop extorting offices and stop saying, hey, just because one guy didn't, didn't pay their dues that they're going to shut down the whole office. Yeah. That I agree with. But there are some benefits, and probably the biggest benefit is just a slight cost reduction on some of the things you buy. So that's the only reason I thought it was a good idea to be part of them. But at the same time... Are you talking about like signs or something? Uh, so they do have lockboxes for sale for cheaper. And they also have... Uh, by the way, the electronic lockbox, that's a disaster. Yeah. I, I never even owned one of those. Yeah, they're, they're, that's an absolute disaster. And, and, and actually, I was, on, I was on a task force when I was a realtor in the Association of Realtors. I was on a task force to eliminate them. And it turned out that the reason they didn't eliminate them, you ready for this? The Bucks County, County Association of Realtors got $100,000 a year as, I don't know, you want to call it bribe money to keep them going. And they were afraid to lose that money. Well, I knew the, uh, the first time I got my real estate license, I went to BCAR. Right. And there was supposed to be some kind of training session. Well, what it really was was you should use this title company. You should use, uh, it, it was basically just just trying to get us to use the companies that endorsed the Bucks County Association of Realtors. But then when I ran my own office, they used to call me up and threaten me. And right, tell exactly, them, oh, we, right. we, One time we had 47 agents and like one guy didn't, didn't pay, pay dues, right. and they threatened to shut the whole office down right. and the MLS. Right, and not, and not only the MLS, but also the, the, uh, the system for... For paperwork, which I think was zip forms at the time. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah okay. You're right. That was part of it, too. Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, I couldn't handle it anymore. And it happened every six months. There was always somebody. If you got 50 agents, there's always somebody. I've had a great idea. Let's go in front of Buck County Association and put, instead of a giant rat, we'll put a giant realtor. You know what we should do? We should wait until someone puts out a giant rat, and then we'll get a giant cat. Oh, I like that idea. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's why they call the people at the top CEOs, they call them fat cats, and then they call the, the uh, union busters rats. I like it. All right. Let's talk about something I care about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because unions aren't one of them. There's another company out there that I'm, I'm interested in, mostly because I own a couple of uh, mobile home parks, and I'd like to maybe replace some of the homes that I have there with the, some of the homes I have are older. And I want to replace them with something that's cool and, and modern and interesting. And one of those companies is called Studio Shed. Studio Shed has some pretty cool houses. And uh, you can just look them up online as well and, and see what they have. But the new company that I just recently found is called Nestron. But they got some pretty cool looking houses. So they got one that's um, looks like a cube. It's kind of like a futuristic looking house. It almost looks like, uh, it, it definitely looks like something that was built like 100 years from now, right? And they sell that for only $34,000. It's really cool looking. 
It's got a lot of curves. It's all white. It's a um, very interesting thing. You can check it out on their website, Nestron.com. And uh, their, one of their models, this Cube, which is a pretty popular one, it's only thirty four grand. It's really cool. It's cheap, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's very cheap. And, and it's cool looking, right? Then they, they have some bigger versions. I mean, one of the real popular versions is uh, only $21,500. But keep in mind, it's only 168 square feet. So it's roughly like 10 feet wide by 17 feet long. So it's not not huge. It's only 168. It's a one-car one garage. Yeah, but I mean, if you needed an office in your backyard sure. and you didn't have space for an office in your house because maybe you're uh, you got too many kids and they're filling up the whole house, the the father <laughs> father walks into the, the backyard and he works in the backyard in, in privacy. <laughs> right. So sure. I like that idea. I mean, right. uh, you know, it's pretty cool. I think it'd be great. Yeah. By the way, eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven. We're a live show. Give us a call eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn, you can actually give leave us comments eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven. All right. So one of my favorite stories that you talk about all the time is how you bought Executech Suites. Wait, you know what? Should we should we have play the commercial? I don't know if Glenn can do this. If he could play, isolate just the commercial for Executech Suites before you explain how you bought it. I think Glenn can do anything we ask him to. Glenn, all right, do it. Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Executech Suites. We're an executive suite center in Huntington Valley on Buck Road, 67 Buck Road, Huntington Valley. I'm sure you've driven past it. We're right in between Street Road and County Line Road. We have 47 offices in the prestigious address of Huntington Valley. I have offices starting at $5.95 a month. You're probably wondering, Phil, what do I get for $5.95 a month? Let me tell you. You get an office big enough for one person. You get the furniture in that office. You get the telephone on the desk. You get the telephone numbers. You get the fax numbers. You get two full-time receptionists to answer the phone in the name of your company and patch the calls to you. So if your company's ABC Painting Company, hey, ABC Painting Company, how can I help you? Would you like to talk to Bob? Let me get him on the phone. You could be home sleeping on your couch and I'll patch the calls right to you. What else do we give you? We give you the conference rooms. We give you the kitchen. We give you the mailboxes, the printer, the copier, the scanner, UPS service, you name it. All of the utilities, cleaning service, and best of all, we give you free coffee. Get yourself to Executech Suites. Phone number is 215-942-7701. 215-942-7701. ExecutechSuites.com. Okay. So, Phil, that is an awesome commercial, by the way. Can you do the free coffee part real quick? Free coffee. There is a mistake in that ad where I say I give you the kitchen. You don't actually get to take the kitchen. You don't get to take it home. No, you just get to use it. Oh, okay, all right. But so, so tell us how you bought that because that is an awesome story. So, uh, in in like 2005 or 2004, I took my real estate license. I got my real estate license, and I took a class to pass the test. And the class was taught in Executech Suites that somebody else had built, right? I did not build Executech Suites. A couple of years later, in 2006, I saw that it came up for sale. And um, it was for sale for $2.3 million. And I knew the building right away because I had been there and I actually was there for two weeks. So I felt relatively comfortable with it. I knew about the kitchen, the conference rooms. I walked the halls. Uh, that kind of thing. So, uh, and 
what I did was I basically put in an offer to buy the building doing a 1031 exchange. So if you know what a 1031 exchange is, you can basically sell properties. If you, you could take a row home in Philadelphia, for example, and you could sell that property. And the money that you make off of that property, let's just say you made a hundred grand, right, off of a property. That money will get transferred to a lawyer's office, otherwise known as a qualified intermediary. So you put a hundred grand in this lawyer's bank account. You want to talk about a scary thing? There you go. That's pretty yeah, scary. Really. All right. Um, I actually did that with four separate houses. I sold. I immediately went home the night I got the property under contract, and I put eight houses up for sale. And four of my houses sold relatively quickly in the first, say, two weeks. They sold. And, uh, you know, they hadn't settled yet, but they sold. So uh, what I was going to do, that, that basically, I had $10,000 in the bank at the time that I saw this building. So I had no way, really, to buy this building. But um, I did have a bunch of houses. So I put up eight houses up for sale, and the first four houses that went under contract all had approximately $100,000 in equity in it. So roughly what I needed to buy this building in cash was 475000 The mortgage lady who was working with me at the time, I think it was Fulton Bank, she had um, told me, you're going to need $475,000 in cash. But none of this would have even been possible if the two realtors who were representing the seller in this sale, the, the building was for sale for $2.3 million. And if the either one of there was a there was a senior realtor and a junior realtor and if either one of them had just said hey phil you're an interesting guy but uh before you we go any further with this conversation we'd like you to show us the four hundred and seventy-five thousand. well these two guys never asked that question uh i know for a fact after the sale happened that their commission was $140,000 on this deal. Wow. And they had done their clients no service whatsoever because what they should have done immediately before even having a conversation with me was vet me to make sure I had the money. But no one asked. So I just kept pretending like I was Mr. Cool and I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, I did have a lot of practice at talking to people about buying buildings because... Uh, one of the things that I always did was I would see a sign out front that any, anytime you drive by a big commercial building, generally you'll see a sign out front that says for rent, for sale. And you, you might call and get the owner. You might call and get the realtor. You might call and get them both. But I, that's how I learned how to talk to people about buying buildings is buying commercial buildings was by calling the signs in front of the building. So if you want to learn how to do this, boy, isn't that an easy way? Come to Investor Schooling on Thursday night at 7 o'clock, and we'll really teach you how to buy buildings like this. <laughs> so that's what we do. We teach people all the time to have buy money. So I, I, love, the, I love the story because it's really it's a great story. And it actually happens to be the probably the greatest asset you have. You have a lot of good ones, though, but that probably is the greatest one you have. It's the best asset yeah. I have. It makes the most money. Right, yeah. And, and then you have your, your wife, Terry, who runs it, which is freaking awesome. Because she's always, uh, you know, she's, she takes really good care of the place. She, uh, she keeps you out of it. Yeah, I like that. And, and that's a good thing. And the rent roll is uh, right now about 
thirty-six thousand a month. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not, not bad at all. Yeah, not bad for especially for especially we talked about last week. We talked about the ten percent. I'm sorry, the one percent rule. So if you bought the building for two point one million, and you're getting thirty-six thousand, you are way over the one percent rule. Yeah, just understand. There's a, that's a gross number, right? That's, well, but it's, but right. that's what a gross number. But that's yeah. fine. But I understand that you're paying electric and you're paying the and you're paying the heat. We're paying for a lot of things. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, but even even with that, I would look at it if I were to see if I if somebody was calling me up and say, hey, they had two point one million dollar building that was getting a rent roll of 36,000 I would say that that would be something I want to look at well you I, I think you remember it wasn't that long ago it was only about eight weeks ago that I got a phone call in the Friday morning meeting oh yeah and the guy offered me uh, 2.2 and hey, were you 2.2 or 3.2 no, right, yeah, I turned right, it down right. I turned that's it right. down right. And, I, and I just I once I got off the phone I just said to the group oh it's it's nice to have somebody offer me two point two million dollars, right? But uh, which is a million dollars short of what I think it's worth. Yeah, I would agree. I yeah. would agree. And and there's no reason to sell it at this point anyway. Right. Just let the machine keep running, and uh, down the road, you know. But if somebody offered you four million, you take it today, wouldn't you? I'd have to. So just call Phil if anybody wants to have Executive Suites, Phil, $4 million. I'm going to get the commission on that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you, take a 6% commission. Is that okay? Yeah, we can work something out. Okay. <laughs> if someone wanted to pay me $4 million, I, I think I could afford to, to, to let you ride out handsomely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> so what happened is these, these two agents, uh, the senior and the junior, just never asked me to show them the money. So I just kept pretending like I was more than capable to buy this thing. They actually had their clients sign the contract. If you are a realtor... You never, ever, ever do that. You vet the person. Make sure that they have the real money. Get proof of funds. And, but, but imagine they did. Then you wouldn't have gotten the building, and that building would have still been up for sale. I know, but I'm just, I'm just like to point out to people that, that uh, what a huge mistake that was. Yeah, I agree. If he had just asked yeah. once, show me the money, I would have been dead in the water. Right? So I raised 400000 by selling four separate houses. I'm still pretty short. I need another seventy-five thousand. I only got ten grand in the bank, so actually, I needed sixty-five thousand. It occurred to me at the time because I had bought duplexes and triplexes and quads before. I owned a number of duplexes by that time, and I knew that when you buy a duplex, for example, you get the last month's rent from the tenant and you get the security deposit from the tenant, right? And it occurred to me. That at the time I bought this property, the rent roll was $42,000 a month. It was making half a million dollars a year at the time. But keep, keep in mind, this was 2006. So we were in this mm -hmm. boom where everything was going up, 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 up like crazy. And, uh, <clears throat> and what happened was I just called the title company. I, I did have a list of what all the rents were and everything, but I called the title, uh, the title company as we were getting closer to settlement. And I said, hey, you know... How much money are you holding? It was roughly $60,000. And I, and I basically just asked him, I said, listen, you know, what? I want that money to come to me at settlement. He said, well, it will. And I said, yeah, I know it comes at settlement. I'm asking for it to come before the settlement so that I can use that money. And he said, well, it's kind of all the same thing, right? So it, it will be transferred to you on the settlement sheet when you sign it is your money, right? So uh, that's how I raised an additional... $60,000. I had ten grand in the bank. 
so I was only five thousand dollars short. I don't remember where I got the last five grand, but it didn't matter. It was right, just sure. it was just jump change at that point. Yeah, you could find five thousand dollars if you found oh, yeah, of course. Four hundred and seventy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Another another five grand ain't gonna kill the deal. And you know, for those of you who've never bought a piece of commercial real estate, what you gotta understand is how crazy that is. Like, imagine taking an asset off of the market, so meaning it's no longer for sale for ninety days. Right, 90 days I controlled this asset while I looked for the money, which I just explained how I got it. And imagine if I didn't get the money. I could have taken this person's asset off the market, no longer for sale, for 90 days. Yeah, sure. what, a, what an embarrassment that would have been for uh, those people. Absolutely. By the way, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. You can call in, ask us any questions, ask us about this, ask us about that, ask us about other things. It's fine. 855-939-1137. We're here to take your call. So you said something interesting. You said take the, you said, take the asset off the market and control it. I think that is what people don't understand about this business. I think it's pretty obvious to us because we have this conversation with people often. No, we do, but most people don't understand yeah. how important it is to understand that you control the asset. So you can absolutely, you can absolutely take an asset off the market and control it. And it's funny because I know you were talking, I interrupted you before, and one of the topics that you wanted to talk about today was how can I begin real estate investing or what's the what's the best real estate investing strategy for newbies and that followed with can i begin real estate investing with no money and it's all about taking the asset off the market which is of course wholesaling mm -hmm. which by the way is not really called wholesaling and this is funny because a lot of people don't know this that wholesaling is actually if you literally bought the property and then and you know and actually closed on it and then sold it what you're doing is, is assigning the contract or, in some cases, even what's called novation, but who cares? It's a big fancy word for changing the name on the contract to somebody else, and you charge a fee to do that. So what you're basically doing is you're getting a property under contract. So let's say you, you go to Philly and you find a, a house that, I don't know, that uh, some, somebody wants to get rid of. Let's say it was a an inherited house and... You know it's in really bad shape, and they want to and they want to sell it to you, and you buy it, and you put it under contract for let's say forty thousand, and then you come to Phil and I, and we like that house so much, we want it so badly that we're willing to give you sixty thousand for it before you even close. So basically, the difference is you're going to get twenty thousand for the difference. We're going to pay the original seller to forty. We're going to pay you twenty, and sure enough, we own the house, and that's basics of wholesaling. How much did it cost that person to, to put it under contract, Bill? Nothing. Cost them nothing. Sometimes it costs you a hundred bucks. Sometimes it costs you maybe a thousand dollars if you're a little new at it, but yeah, it costs you basically it costs you nothing to put it under contract, and then to find the buyer, you just have to find a buyer. So it's the easiest way, and you can get into this business all the time without any money. We had um we had that guy Garcia, uh, Jay Garcia, the other day, mm -hmm. who was a mo they call him the mobile home park king, and he was talking about doing this with mobile home parks. And mobile, not mobile home parks, mobile homes. Yeah, mobile homes. I thought this was amazing. I know you know a lot about mobile homes because you own a couple of mobile home parks. So it's, I don't know, maybe maybe even be better if you described what he was talking about because I thought that was I, I thought it was one of the most fascinating things ever. How cheap you can get into, you can buy a mobile home for and then renovate it. Okay, sure. So uh, <clears throat> this guy Jay Garcia, who is. Uh you know, a friend of ours who came up to Investor Schooling, we bring in guest speakers all the time. So you never know what you're going to learn at Investor Schooling. That's why you got to get your butt to Investor Schooling at 7 p.m. on Thursday night. That's right, you. 
I'm talking to you right now. You are invited to Investor Schooling Thursday night. We're going to teach you about real estate investing. We're going to teach you about stock options. And these are things you want to learn if you like money. If you don't like money, you're good. Yeah, if you don't like money, you probably don't want to be with us. <laughs> so um, <laughs> what, what Jay Garcia does is he will find a used, beat-up trailer that's ready for the graveyard. He'll fix it up, and then he will... Let's just say he finds this beat-up trailer that's been abandoned in a mobile home park. Lots of mobile home parks, people just abandon the vehicle. They just leave it there. Most of these vehicles, okay, most of these trailers, mobile homes, whatever you want to call them, have little to no value. The home itself has very little value, all right? If it's a brand new one, it has a value. You might have to pay anywhere between uh, 15 grand and 80 grand for one of these things, right? But a lot of the older ones that have been around for 30, 40 years, well, they get pretty beat up over time, right? And they need work. They may, might need some new wiring. They might need plumbing. They might need new kitchens or flu the floors might, uh, the plywood floors might be getting soft. There's always lots of work that, that they need. But there are also tiny homes. I mean, not tiny homes like the tiny home movement, but they're not huge homes. So for about $8,000, you could almost totally renovate any one of them. Ten grand, twelve grand is possible depending on how big it is. But for the most part, these things are not like flipping a house. These are relatively easy to to deal with, right? Most people can can write a check for ten thousand dollars and have somebody renovate your your trailer. Once the trailer, once let's just say Jay Garcia bought the beat up abandoned trailer for twenty five hundred dollars, he he pays less than that. Okay, that's that's a high price. Okay. Anywhere from zero to anywhere from zero to five hundred bucks is some of the numbers he was. Yeah, showing. sometimes. I mean, it yeah. depends. So, let's just say in this argument, he buys it for twenty seven hundred dollars, uh, twenty five hundred dollars, right? And he puts another five grand into the thing. Now what he has is the landlord, the guy who owns the mobile home park. In this case, let's say it's me. I would be able to collect a lot rent for that trailer. So maybe I'll get 500 bucks a month for lot rent. But Jay will actually own the trailer. So Jay can rent the trailer to somebody else. And he can rent it for $500 a month. So we're each making... So Jay is basically making money off of uh, an abandoned home. He was the one that was willing to fix it up. He was the one that did the work, invested the money, bought it, fixed it up. He gets the rent for it because he now owns it. You know, so wait, so now he buys the home, he renovates it, but he not only he he can rent it or sell it. He can do whatever he wants with right. it. It's and, his, and it's kind of great, right? But if he's leaving it in my park, he has to pay me my five hundred bucks. And month. that's the best part is that you you as a park owner would like to partner with a guy like this because if he, you've got abandoned homes in there, then all of a sudden you're getting lot rent. The other thing that's really nice about this too, it's not like a house where if he renovates that thing in five days, he could rent it the next day or he could sell it the next day. He doesn't, there's no, there's no title search. There's no, uh, there's no other, other stuff that you have to do with title companies and it takes a month to do it. You can literally sell that home five days after you bought it, after you renovate it. Right. So some of our students here at Investor Schooling also own uh, mobile home parks. And one of the first things that they were told by one of these trailer renovators, otherwise known as Lonnie dealers. One of the first things that our students were told by a Lonnie dealer was, don't touch that home 
We're not trashing that home. Let us come and look at it. We know how to fix these things. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's actually how we met Jose Garcia was one of the students reached out to him and said that they were to fix the home and it turned out that this guy turned out to be this guy who does this all the time. And it's a pretty fascinating, I, I was I was mesmerized. I was watching him present and I was absolutely mesmerized by what he was talking about. Well, the other I, day. I, I'm, I'm surprised you say that because I thought you kind of understood the premise of of the Lonnie dealer. No, no, I, I totally understood it. I just, you know, I think it was, it was like, you know, you and I have discussed it, right? We read about it. We know about, we never actually, never actually sat down with someone who did, like in this case, this guy's done, I, I don't know, 500 he's got he owns he's got, a, he says he owns 100 at a time right right exactly so that's pretty impressive when you talk when you're hearing that it's 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 like uh we've often talked about optioning somebody's house that's mm -hmm. if you see a for rent like not in this market really but if you saw a for rent sign in front of a, an apartment building a small apartment building maybe it's a quad let's call it a quad and and that rent sign is still out there. You should call that rent sign and say, "Hey, I'd like to op get an option on this sure. building. I'd like to get an option on this apartment. I'd like to be able to control any part of this piece of real estate that you would be willing to let me control, providing I agree on the price. And then I could go out. I could fix up that unit if it needs fixing, and then I can rent it to somebody else and make a profit off of it. So you did that. You actually lease optioned a, an apartment that you own to somebody else. Yes, and, I generally and, right. sell things that way. Right, me too. Right. Right. I typically don't buy things that way. If I'm going to buy something, I generally just buy it. But when I'm selling things, I like the lease option process. Absolutely. I like getting paid chunky money. Yes. What's a, what's a chunky check to you? To me, chunky money is a minimum of $10,000. That really? That's I thought it was more than that. Okay, well, extra chunky could be <laughs> whatever you want it to be. <laughs> you get to define what you think it is. Okay, I got it. It's just a, it's just a phrase I use. I, I got it, sure. A, a, a minimum of $10,000, you know, yeah, that warms sure. my heart. Yeah, I like $10,000. So, you know, make $10,000 here, make $10,000 there. I like it, sure. It adds up. I mean, you know, I, you know, I think it was Friday. I made like 30000 in the stock market and actually like 25000 believe it or not, believe it or not, in... in uh, in crypto that was the craziest thing that i'm actually making money in crypto but i have no idea how it works i'm just reading the charts the same way i read the charts for stock options and i jump in and i jump out and i grab you know 10 20 30, every once in a while but that's the way you learn by doing it yeah exactly true i'm totally wired that way like when i got into the real estate business i just got in yeah and you know same here i, just I didn't know got, what i was doing i just got right in right i just said forget it i'm gonna do this done and i did it and my mom came and helped me a little bit but uh, I had never painted a wall. I never caulked a bathtub. I didn't know how to do anything, right? You, you know what? That's the, num that's the number one thing that you need to know about the real estate business is you can read about it. You can go to all the presentations you want. You can even join investor schooling. But until you do your first deal, you, 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 will, you will learn more. I should say this. You should, you'll learn more in your first deal that you will learn from, from anyone, who anybody who can teach you or anything that can teach you about real estate by doing your first deal. Everything that you've heard, all the little pieces, the little puzzle pieces that are missing will all come to you. Like, you know, like what do you say to the title company when you have a subject two deal and, 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 uh, and the title company says, we don't do subject two. And you need to know how to, how to work past that. Yeah, well, um, it's funny because I was talking to uh, somebody who sells a whole life insurance policy, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of, of uh, getting myself a whole life insurance policy for my family. 
uh, to protect my, you know, if anything happens to me, my family will be financially secure. They're already good. We have lots of assets. We already have life insurance. Uh, but um, one of the some of the questions that they were asking me, I said, listen, don't explain anymore. Uh, I just need to do it. I just need to Correct. buy the right. plan right. and be in the plan. Right. And that's how I learn. It's, that's how I've always learned. Mm -hmm. I just do things. So there were several companies. That, it's funny you mentioned this. So whole life insurance has become, like you know, it had this uh, negative connotation for many years because the life insurance agents were just selling whole life insurance because they made more money on it, which is the truth, versus term. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden there's this movement to go to term. And I got to be honest, the the movement to go to term had a lot of flaws. The movement to go to whole life has a lot of flaws. But the new movement to go to whole life is amazing because now people are understanding what whole life insurance really does, which is a lot more than just life insurance. You can hide money. You could get money. You could get money to grow in there literally tax free if you know how to do it. You could get hundreds of thousands of dollars to grow in there tax free. You could borrow against the policy at a really low rate, and you can use that money to fund other things. These are some of the things again, some of the things that we teach. Now understand that Phil and I, we don't sell anything. So we don't sell life insurance. We don't we don't sell uh, annuities. We don't sell any of these programs. So when you come to us, you get a unbiased opinion. We understand them. And we don't even care who you use. I mean, we have like uh, we have people who come to to speak to us. There's a guy named Brent Kessler who does a lot of work with us. Uh, who does a lot of presentations on on uh, on how to use a whole life policy to make money? And we and we if you came to us, I just don't like Brent. I don't care. Use somebody else, but make sure that they do it right. And there's very few people who know how to do it right. I mean, there's there's also another. I don't even know if you know. There's another show on this on twelve ten that they hide the fact that they're selling a whole life policy in, in their system. I mean, they almost say it, but they don't. I don't want I don't want to mention they are because 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 I don't know if it's fair to them, but. But they're selling whole life insurance as a, you know, a, a, a crash-proof retirement fund. You know, that's what they're doing, right? So, and it's really, it's a whole life policy. And by the way, I don't know why they, you know, why somebody like that would need to hide it. They don't need to hide it. I mean, they probably don't. They probably just don't want you to think it is that when they, when you go to a seminar. But if you understand how it works, what they're doing is actually correct. The only thing I don't like is they use the word interest instead of dividends. And they need to use. They really should replace that word. I don't know if it's a if it's a fiduciary responsibility to replace that word, but it's okay with me. Let them advertise what they want. Well, there's another guy on twelve ten who does advertisements about it, uh, but but again, he doesn't really fully explain what it is he's doing until what they first do is they they offer to send you a free book. Right. And then when you get the book and you start reading it, you see what it's all about. And then they do a call with you. They're, they're, they've got a pretty good timing system so that sure. they arrange a phone call right around the time that the book arrives. So you get the book one That's day. Great, yeah. The next day you get the call. Pretty smart. Yeah, it's pretty clever. Good marketing. And, uh, you know, immediately once I started talking to them, I realized it was a co competition for the people that we've already affiliated ourselves with. Yeah, it's not really a competition. We don't care who. Again, yeah. again we don't care I understand who you use, we right? don't care, but, but right. like when you, when you meet somebody and you've seen the presentation right. and then you meet another guy and you've seen his presentation, you know, that's enough. I don't, right. need, to, I don't need to go to 18 presentations to figure out, to exactly. make up my mind what I want to do. Exactly, it's, exactly. It's a stinking policy. And, and it's funny because, you know, it's the same thing, right? You know, so you, gotta, you, you, know, you borrow the money into policy to buy real estate and it feels weird that you're doing that. 
And sure enough, I keep doing it. And I've replaced the money. I put it, I'm about to take a bunch more and I'm about to pay one of my houses off, one of my rental properties off with the money that's inside my life insurance. Just because, again, I'm trying to build a situation where I never have to worry about money. I mean, I don't have to worry about it now either, but I want, I want to be able to even extend, extend the time that I don't have to worry about it. Plus, have a, even a higher lifestyle. Um, we probably, what do you think? We should go to a commercial real quick? Yeah, and then I want to talk about something different. All right, cool. We'll go to a commercial. We'll see you in a minute. Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class this Thursday night at 7 p.m. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. 7 p.m. this Thursday night, 215-876-3002, Investorschooling.com. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. You heard my partner, Phil Falcone, tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. This Thursday night at 7 o'clock, go to InvestorSchooling.com. Pull over right now. Take out your phone and go to InvestorSchooling.com. RSVP right now. InvestorSchooling.com. See you Thursday. Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Executex Suites. We're an executive suite center in Huntington Valley on Buck Road, 67 Buck Road, Huntington Valley. I'm sure you've driven past it. We're right in between Street Road and County Line Road. We have 47 offices in the prestigious address of Huntington Valley. I have offices starting at $5.95 a month. You're probably wondering, Phil, what do I get for $5.95 a month? Let me tell you. You get an office big enough for one person. You get the furniture in that office. You get the telephone on the desk. You get the telephone numbers. You get the fax numbers. You get two full-time receptionists to answer the phone in the name of your company and patch the calls to you. So if your company is ABC Painting Company, hey, ABC Painting Company, how can I help you? Would you like to talk to Bob? Let me get him on the phone. You could be home sleeping on your couch, and I'll patch the calls right to you. What else do we give you? We give you the conference rooms. We give you the kitchen. We give you the mailboxes, the printer, the copier, the scanner, UPS service, you name it all of the utilities cleaning service and best of all we give you free coffee get yourself to executex suites phone numbers 215-942-7701 215-942-7701 executexsuites.com Hey, it's Larry Steinis from InvestorSchooling.com. Hey, listen, one of the things we teach at Investor Schooling is stock options. Did you know that you can make 50, 100, 150% returns every year trading stock options? Yes, I know there's risk, but I'm going to tell you right now that some of the things we teach will help you mitigate that risk. Could you imagine when you look at your return and it shows 100% returns, you will be really happy. Come to a class this Thursday night at 7 o'clock. You can RSVP at InvestorSchooling.com. Our headquarters are in Langhorn, and you will learn stock options training. Of course, you will also learn real estate investing. Come to InvestorSchooling.com. We will see you there Thursday night. All right. 
Welcome back to Investor Schooling Live. I am Larry Steinhaus. I'm here with my biz... I can't do it the way you do it. Business... Whatever he says. Partner Phil Falcone. Larry Steinhaus and Phil Falcone. And we're here talking about real estate. We were actually just talking about whole life insurance, which is kind of cool, too. And we talk about a whole bunch of different topics, anything that has to do with money. Phil, what... Wait, hold on. Let me give the number real quick. 855-939-1137. 855-939-1137. Give us a call. Let us know you're listening. Give us a uh, give us a thumbs up on Facebook, and also you can leave messages on Facebook as well. Let us know you're listening. Let us know that you like us because you know we do this show every day. We want to make sure that you guys are enjoying it. Eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven. All right. So what is it that you want to talk about, Phil? I want to talk about that. You're my business partner. All right. I mean, I got to practice this Biz- business. How do you do it? You have to be my business partner because I don't want you to be confused as any other kind of partner. Well, I know, and there's a lot of confusion out there right now. All right, so let's talk about um, <laughs> let's talk about your lack of demonstrative advertising on that last ad that we listened to. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you something. I actually asked them to drop that ad, but they put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why'd you want to drop it? Because uh, I don't want to talk about why I want to drop it, but I wanted to drop it. Okay. Because <laughs> I think it's because I'm really boring in it. That's why I wanted to drop it. All right. So let's talk about the scuttlebutt I've been thinking about lately. All right. All right. Scuttlebutt, huh? Yeah. Can you spell scuttlebutt? I don't know. S Q. I guess not. No. Okay. Yeah. You you screwed up on the second letter. I know exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm starting to think that uh, commercial real estate is the first chink in the armor okay it's starting to crumble do you Uh, think so yeah well okay let's talk about a place like new york city all right they're what they're doing to the business owners in new york city with all their stupid rules uh and having the uh every restaurant uh visitor requires a vaccine card right that city for sure is suffering big time. So is Los Angeles, San Philadelphia. Francisco, Philadelphia. Yeah. All these major liberal cities yeah. are destroying yeah. their own tax base. Of course. Which is idiotic beyond belief. And then they raise taxes on the rest of them to make up for it. Of course. But that's another topic. And, and what's going to happen here, I think, is as commercial real estate begins to fall apart, and, and as long as they keep this insanity going... Right. And, and, and the more vaccines that these goofballs keep taking, uh, the insanity is not going to get less. It's going to get more. And it's just ridiculous. And what I see happening is it's going to cross over into the retail sector, into the medical sector, into office buildings like Executech Suites. And then it's going to hit residential. It, that's how crashes happen. They don't they don't just happen on little tiny houses they tend to happen on the biggest things first yeah so i i don't disagree with you but i actually kind of think that commercial real estate is going to start going forward again because you know the scamdemic is almost over if they will ever let it die well which which they won't they will eventually because they'll have to and people will eventually say all right i've had enough unfortunately there's not enough people out there i mean i i went today i you know and, and I see these people, it, it cracks me up with their masks on. And I just want to walk up to them and sneeze on them. I've seen some protesters out recently. Did you see them over at the shopping center on your way into investor schooling? What were they protesting? They were protesting um, 
companies with the, the mandates. Biden's oh, okay, okay, yeah. Stupid yeah, mandates. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, What's your yeah. name for him? Uh, which one? Biden. I got I got three. Well, just give me a couple of them. I got them. President Poopy Pants. Mm-hmm. I got uh, President Brain Dead. And also the Supreme Leader. Why is he Poopy Pants? You, you he, don't know about that story? Did he actually. Well, so the rumor earn is. Earn that name? Yeah. So the rumor is that he was visiting the Vatican and had what the news called a bathroom incident. And uh, I heard what he said to the Pope was crazy, whatever it was. What, that, that Something a, about him being a professional baseball player? I, 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 I don't know about that one, but this, so, so remember. Pedro, look it up. Find yeah, us the yeah. video. So, <laughs> probably good. So, I don't know. So, I mean, we're going off on a really weird tangent here. Who cares? But, but. But apparently, he, you know, he uh, pooped his pants is basically what happened, you know. What are your other names for him? uh, President President Braindead. Yeah, Yeah. I heard that one before. Yeah, and also uh, the Supreme Leader. And the Supreme Leader, I call him the Supreme Leader because he's telling people that they have to get a vaccination and they have to get a, and they have to get a, they have to wear a mask and that also they, (laughs) they can't do anything. the idea of the Supreme Leader is a president follows the Constitution, and a Supreme Leader makes up his rules as he goes along. So that's the concept. That's why I call him the Supreme Leader. Okay. It's just like, you know, uh, Hitler would be would be considered a Supreme Leader to me. Mao Biden would be a good name. Mao Biden's a good one, too. I like it. Chairman yeah. Biden. Yeah. But the interesting thing, and you know, it goes back to, to money, actually, now, is that the Democrats cannot get this whatever trillion dollar, because it goes from 3.5 to 1.7 to 1.5 to 1.2 to 3.5 dollar infrastructure bill that is not no longer an infrastructure bill. Now it's a socialist bill, if, you, if you've actually read it. It's all about socialism. They've actually taken infrastructure out of the bill, and they can't get it passed. And I don't understand how they originally called it a bipartisan bill. So if it's a bipartisan bill, wouldn't you think that everybody would just vote for it and say yes? The, uh, to me, my goal with the Biden administration is that enough time ticks by. Uh, every day that's wasted is a good day. Yeah, exactly. Right? I agree. And nothing gets accomplished. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Right. Because if they accomplish anything, that's where we're in trouble. Uh, somebody's letting us know that it's possible that this bill passed this morning $1.2 trillion. I, did, I haven't seen it. I, I did hear something I'll about it, it on the radio today. But, uh, they passed it on a Saturday, it, so, nobody it, would, so nobody would make – so they have two days for people to, to uh, you know, react to it. That's interesting. It didn't, it didn't sound definitive to me, what I heard on the radio. So, But, yes, I did hear something like it was a trillion. Yeah, okay, well, that's much better than $3.5 trillion. I'm wondering what they, what they put in it. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. If that's all they're going to steal, I'm okay with it. But on the other side, too, there is going to be some good stock plays based on this. Caterpillar will be a good stock, assuming that it will be that. Assuming that they actually use the money for to build infrastructure. Right, right. And, and, and that's, Which they right. won't. No, and, 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 we, and you know, it's gotten to the point where it's, it's, actually, it's actually in the news now, watching the people who pass these bills are actually... <laughs> are actually investing in the stock market based on the bills. So anyway, some, somebody posted. I, I don't know if we, we could actually read it right now. But anyway, it, it is what it is. I'm going to look it up. I'll, I'll talk about it some more on Monday on my show on Monday, uh, which is another show you guys know. By the way, so you guys know we're also Money Chat Now is on every day at 4 o'clock. It'll be moving to 7.30 in a couple of weeks, but it's on every day at 4 o'clock if you guys want to watch that too. All right, getting back to you, Phil. What else is on our list of things to talk about? Well, um, let's see. We got eleven minutes left. You want to uh, bring out the uh, the Sultan? We could try. Sure, why not? 
I had a really good day on Friday. Finally, my CCL and AAL paid off, and also BA paid off. Boeing paid off. Uh, Boeing was like was great. It went up ten points at one point. I only sold it when it was up seven, but nobody ever went break taking a profit. And I was down on that for quite a while. And the same thing with CCL. I had you ready for this? I had two hundred contracts of CCL because every time it went down below twenty two, I added more. And I and I made a nice chunk of change. I think I made seven or eight thousand dollars on just that play for finally going positive when I was down like twenty thousand the day before. So that was pretty cool too. And do you, AAL also do you see the days coming back where we're making like six figures? Yeah. So it, it, it's definitely going to come back. We have to now is actually when it's going to happen. You know, now we have more realistic numbers. We have more realistic patterns. And the problem is the way we teach stock options is we need you know, we need patterns. We need history of patterns. And COVID destroyed the patterns. We couldn't predict the patterns anymore. You know, all we could do was what other people did was speculation. And I don't teach speculation. I teach predictable ways to make money. And it's very difficult when the, when the, the patterns get destroyed. So that's like what we talk about our 52-week high days and 52-week low days. We tell people that those aren't stocks to play because they become unpredictable. So and that's part of what was happening with us with the unpredictability of what happened last year. So during that crazy, unpredictable time, that's where I lost money. I believe you lost money too. Now it's starting to come back and starting to make more sense. Meta, which is Facebook, is actually a really great play. I'm really looking for it to drop. I really hope it drops 10 or 15 points and I can get in. But meta as it stands is a good play as long as you're as long as you're okay with, with a couple of bumps between uh, between now and the next earnings. Meta, I, I mean, it's just it's fantastic. Facebook changing their name, whether it's, they change it to Meta. By the way, you know what Meta stands for, right? Not really. Make everything Trump again. Hmm. No. You don't like that joke? You don't like the joke the other night when I told it either. It's still Facebook. Uh, well, the symbol is the same. Right. The symbol will be changing December 1st. Okay. It'll be changing to Meta. But it's still, but the company is not called Meta. It's not called Facebook anymore. Facebook is now a division of Meta, which is brilliant on Facebook's part. Because what they've done now is they actually no longer can brand themselves as Facebook, which is really smart. Because they're moving into Oculus. They're moving into Portal. They're moving into, uh, you know, of course they have, uh, what is it? They have um, uh, the other app, WhatsApp. So it's very smart for them to no longer call themselves Facebook and call Facebook a part of what they do, which is brilliant. It's the same thing with Google and Alphabet, although most people don't realize that Google is not Google anymore. It's Alphabet. In fact, the symbol's the same. They left it as Google, which is kind of weird. But that's why most people don't understand that it's not no longer called, called Google. It's actually called Alphabet, and Google is a division of Alphabet. All right, getting back to some other good plays. Apple, also a good play. It They missed earnings, but they missed earnings on good news. And I, what I mean by that is they're they said that it was because of the uh, you know the chip shortages. So because there were chip shortages, they felt they couldn't make as many items as they normally made, and they missed sales expectations. I, I honestly think that Apple could doesn't ever have to sell another piece of hardware again for the rest of existence and still make trillions of dollars. I don't understand this why they even cared. But it dropped about five points one day and then came right back up to where it was right before earnings. I noticed that. And, you know, and unfortunately, I was looking for it to drop a little bit more. I wanted to buy 
some of it and, and break on low 140s, but it never happened. It hit 145 and right, bounced right back. So that was fine. Also, Robin Hood. I like Robin Hood. I like to play. And it's crazy because I actually said, and I said in class, that it was like at 42, 43, 44 at one point. And I said, it's going to go beyond 50, but it might hit 35 first. And sure enough, it hit 35 just the other day. It bounced off 35, and let's wait and see what happens. I'm holding the stock, not the option. And I'm kind of hoping I can, you know, kind of get my money back on it because I'm down about you know, about 20% on it. Not a big deal. It happens. I'm down about 20% on it, but I believe it'll be a good play. But plus, I'm holding the stock, so I have no rush. I can hold on to it forever. I think at this price, though, it's a great stock option. So if you get a 35 strike price, for example, you play it out to earn, you play it out to the next earnings. I believe it'll hit 40, 45 way before the next earnings, and you'll make money on it. So I think that's also a good play. Is there anything you, anything you're looking at? Uh, not at the moment. I'm I'm actually, you know, I liquidated my account right. to buy the recent the mobile, mobile home, home park, park yeah. that I bought, but I'm coming back soon. So I have an interesting one, JNUG. So the other day, gold moved really fast, and sure enough, when gold moves fast, JNUG moves fast. Mm-hmm. I will never buy this stock again, a stock or stock option again because this one hurt me the most this year. But sure enough, it bounces. It seems to be bouncing off 65. So if you're a player on JNUG, it bounces off 65. It actually hit a low of 55 at one point. Now it's at 72. I think it'll actually probably go bounce between 60 and 70, and those are those are good plays. But I'm staying far away from it because I was hurt. <laughs> and of course, the Chinese stock like Alibaba. Alibaba is a weird one too. It goes, it goes to, it goes to 170, and then it goes back down to 160. Right now, it's sitting at 158. I, I'm just suggesting you stay away from the Chinese stocks a little bit longer. I think there's more bad news going to come out of China soon. The Evergrande situation seemed to go away. And it's coming back. We've we've been fooled already by right. these Chinese companies with their fake numbers, and they 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 have an empty warehouse yep. and nothing's in it, yep. and and then you people invest millions and dollars in it, Americans right. mostly, and then they find out that this isn't even a real company, yep. and you never get the money back. It's lost. This is just ridiculous. So yeah, you have to you have to be careful. With they China, can't be China. trusted. Yeah, it's very it's very odd that that. They can they can actually get past the U.S. regulators and allow this stuff to actually be sold in a New York Stock Exchange. How can Alibaba be sold in a New York Stock Exchange if if they're playing games like that? Probably because they're bribing somebody. Yeah, it, it may and actually it may work very well be. Washington D.C. What's not for sale? Yeah, that's and, and it's apparent more and more often now. You know, it's funny. I read the news and I see it all over and over again. These, these judges were making decisions. Uh, you know, they were making decisions on companies based on the stocks that they had. So if they had a stock in J&J, for example, they decided to to, to vote, vote, you know, in favor of J&J instead of the, the defendant. I'm sorry, the plaintiff. And it's terrible that they actually got away with it, and they're doing it for years. Plus, the Fed chairs are doing it, and now the now the con- Congress and House is doing it. And they're actually admitting it. They're going, well, fine, nobody's punished us. We're going to just keep doing it. And it's sad that we're allowed to do this. That's why that that one point two trillion, if it was really passed, is actually not for us. It's for all the politicians who are going to make money on the stocks that they're in. It's sad. By the way, we had no calls today. I'm thinking it's because the show that let us in was really boring. I think what happened was is that all the listeners just went to sleep. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, what are you going to do? What were they What were they talking about right before we went on? Something yeah. about. Uh, some lawsuit. I don't know. I don't yeah, remember really. either. Like, you know, <laughs> could you could you pick a more boring topic? <laughs> All right, man. 
What do you think we got? We got, uh, I don't know, we got about a minute, a minute and 15 seconds. Yeah, why don't we just keep talking? All right, what do you want to talk about? Tell me, uh, how, how much money do you make a year on average with your real estate license? My real estate license? So I, I accidentally make between thirty and 60000 just accidentally. I don't even want to do it. I don't even want to be a real estate agent. It's funny. Like somebody will call me up and say, hey, I need to buy a house. I'm like, are you buying one today? And if they say, no, I'm just going to go looking, I'll go find somebody else. Right. If they call me up and say, I'm buying a house today, okay, I'll show it to you. Let's go. So, like, uh, one of the things that we, we, we own a uh, uh, real estate agency uh, called the Investor Brokerage, and we advise all of our students, if you're going to be in the real estate business... 30 seconds. If you're going to be in the real estate business, we expect you to get your license because you can... You know, I don't look for real estate deals either. Uh, I look for real estate deals, but I don't work with people that way, right? So you can make thirty grand a year just doing a couple of houses. Ten seconds. And yes, thanks. All right, go to InvestorSchooling.com and sign up right away for a class, free class. InvestorSchooling.com, you know where to go.